Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Let's lift our hands and love Him all over the beauty. Let's magnify the Lord. For Lord, you alone are worthy to be praised. In the name of, come on, let's lift our voices right now. What a beautiful touch of His Spirit. What a beautiful touch of the Lord in this room. You're the King of glory. Hallelujah. 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 If you would turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Verse verse 37. Welcome to the Anchor. If this is your first time here, we welcome you. We're so glad to have all of our guests in the building. Would you welcome them right now? We're so glad that you are here. Amen. I pray that the Lord blesses you abundantly. Amen. To any of our returning guests, we're so glad you've been with us before. And we hope you continue to come. My dad always said... If you, if, you come, if you come twice, you're, you're a guest, you come three times, we just consider you family. Amen. We're so glad you're here. I'm glad the church is growing in the midst of a pandemic. Amen. God is saving souls and people are being reached and Bible studies are being taught. People are hungry. Amen. For the good news of Jesus Christ. And how many know he's the best news? Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 2 verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Meaning, when they heard the gospel, they wanted to know what they should do to be saved. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. I want you to read this with me. Are you ready, everybody? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everybody shout, that's my promise. When God promises you, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost, the promise of the Father. Uh, Acts 1 and 3 and 4 and 5 says, you're going to get it. How I many know the Holy Ghost is for all of us today? And I'm so glad I have it. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Somebody shout hallelujah. Verse 40, and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. But it goes on and says, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking the bread and in prayers. I've been preaching on the benefits of God. The Bible says in Psalms 103, it says, let's read it. Forget not all his what? Benefits. We want to even, let's just let's just move forward here. Forget not all his benefits. Verse 17 says, His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. What it is saying is, is that we receive in the benefit package a God that never changes. So I preach to you today from Acts 2 on one of the benefits of God is this. In the midst of trial, we continue. In the midst of circumstances that are opposing us, we can continue. When health crisis rises up in the land, we still continue. Because the church was built upon a rock, a strong and a sure foundation. I want everybody in the building to say, we can continue. Look at your neighbor and say, we continue. Somebody look at, wave across the aisle at somebody and say, we continue. Praise God. Clap your hands and thank him for his word. Amen. You may be seated. Every sure house that is built must be built upon a sure foundation. Jesus taught it this way. He said, he that heareth my words and does not obey my word is like a man that builds his house 
upon the sand. I always picture building it up on the beach. I remember when I was in engineering school and we were studying soil mechanics and it showed pictures of houses that built too close to the water and erosion happened and the houses collapsed because they were built upon sand. He said that when the rain comes and the winds begin to blow, he said the house will fall. He said, but those that hear my word and obey my word are like a man that builds his house upon a rock. So when the winds come and the rain falls, the house will surely stand. You have to understand today that your foundation matters. Amen. They would show a picture of the western wall. I was sitting on my porch on Friday thanking God in the evening watching the sunset. Maybe feeling like an old man because I'm 42 now. I don't know. Sitting on the front porch, sitting in a rocking chair, Brother Eddie. Sitting there looking at the sunset. And uh, while I'm sitting there thanking God for the goodness, the blessings, just relaxing and resting for a moment, I started saying to the Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for my health. And I said this, God, I thank you that you are my stability. You never change. You have always been the same. I went out of that prayer meeting with God and started studying late that night what I would preach to you today. And I started pondering foundations, unchanging foundation, an unwavering foundation that has made it through thousands of years. And I started thinking about the Western Wall, if they would show a picture. The Western Wall, one of my friends recently went there and he had video of Jews that would meet there on the Sabbat or they would meet there on the Sabbath and they would pray at the Western Wall reading out of the Torah or the Old Testament and they would pray to the God of the Old Testament and they would go there every Sabbath evening they go there and they pray they well there, they pray there, they seek God there but I want you to know that their prayer at the Western Wall the wall that they face would be in vain and it would be uh, uh, not even available if it had not a great foundation. If you would step beneath the western wall, you would find a cornerstone that sits down in the earth that is as big as your house or even bigger. The stone, one stone alone, the cornerstone they call it, that is set there is so big it weighs several hundred tons. Imagine how they would even get that to that location back in the day. But because there's a foundation, there is a wall above the surface that they can pray at. My point to you today is if we did not have a sure foundation in Christ Jesus, prayer would be hopeless. Prayer would be useless. There would be no need of a drum room and an organ and a keyboard and a guitar, a sanctuary, a prayer wall, if you will. But we are able to come here and pray because our foundation is sure and steadfast. That foundation, that cornerstone that sits there under that western wall was placed there around 2,000 years ago. It's in the same place. It's un, 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 uh, uh, it has not been changed or not been moved. The way it was set there then is the way it is now. But I haven't come really to preach about the western wall. I've come to preach about Jesus Christ. Isaiah prophesies about him. In Isaiah 28 and 16, this is how it says. Amen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion. Amen. In Zion for a foundation. Somebody shout, a stone. Zion means Jerusalem. Zion also can be paralleled as the elect people of God or the church. When Zion travails, she brings forth children. When you look at Zion or Jerusalem, he said, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone. Somebody shout a precious cornerstone. Precious, meaning precious stone, as valuable as the gold, as valuable as a diamond. It's precious, it's valuable. A sure, I feel like preaching. 
I said a sure foundation. He said it's been tried. It is precious and it is sure. Can I tell you today, this Christ that we love, they tried to kill him and they did, but there was a part of him that could not die. First Peter chapter two. Let's look and see what it says. In verse six, making reference, he makes reference to Isaiah. He said, wherefore, also it is contained in the scriptures. In the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. Somebody shout chief cornerstone. Chief cornerstone is the first stone. It's the first of the foundation. It makes the direction of the building. The foundation determines how big the building can be. It determines the direction of the building, how long it can be there. Everything is determined in the lifespan and the direction of the building is based upon the foundation of that building. And he says, a chief cornerstone, it's elect. Somebody shout, it's precious. It's precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Simon Peter turns the prophecy in its direction where it belongs. He points it to him. Who is him? It's Jesus Christ. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious. How many of you believe Jesus is precious? Amen. He's worth to me more than anybody or anything. Somebody shout, he's precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the word because you cannot separate Jesus from his word. Can I preach to you? John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Amen. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. I come to tell you, you cannot separate God from his word. But aren't you glad that the word was made flesh and we beheld him? What is his name? His name is Jesus. I proclaim to you that Jesus is the living word. Praise God. That's why in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And he said, or his word said, let there be light, and there was light. The one that created the stars and the heavens and the galaxies we can't even see yet. I come to tell you, he's the same one that was born of the virgin womb Mary, who became known as the son of a carpenter. I feel like preaching to you here today that this one that they despised and they rejected, they tried to trick him up in his own words, but he said the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge you in the last days. They called him a wine-bibber. They called him thou Samaritan. They threw off on him and made him made him to appear with false accusations as if he was not who he was. But I'm gonna tell you, there were some people that walked with him that knew who he was because one day when they were out in the midst of the sea and it looked like the storm was gonna sink the boat, Simon Peter and the disciples had done everything they could to stop the storm. To, to, to survive the storm when they realized the boat is about to sink. Simon Peter said, we need to call on him. We need to call on the one that never changes when everything else in your world changes, when everybody else in your world changes. Come on, people in your world might leave you. People in your world may walk away from you, but he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you, but I will be with you even until the end of the world. How many know he will always be here for us? Somebody shout, he is a sure foundation. So Brother Zion, come here, come here Zion, I'm preaching about you already. Brother Zion, get up on that boat. You gotta, you gotta roll the boat today, Brother Zion. Roll the boat, you trying to roll the boat, amen. 
He's all in the Bible. Aren't we glad to have part of the scripture with us today? Brother Zion, amen. He row on the boat. The boat's rocking to and fro. Water splashing up on the boat. The Bible says it was full of water. It was about to sink, and Simon finally let go of the oar. He let go of the sails. He climbs down into the boat. Amen. Humble himself down into the boat. See, there's got to be a moment in your life you realize, I can't fix it. Amen. Somebody shout, I can't fix it. I can't do this by myself. The storm is bigger than me. But he went down and when he realized everything was about to sink. Oh, there's an old song that says, when all around me is seeking sand, Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter and when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Simon Peter climbed down into the bottom of that ship water splashing above him water dripping all over him he comes down and Jesus is asleep on the pillow and he said Jesus 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 he said master carest thou not that we perish isn't it amazing that we're in storms that we think God doesn't care about us but he knew if we're going to get out of this situation I need to call on him Jesus wakes up how many know that he's not troubled by your storm can I preach here today and tell you, just hold on, we gotta wake Jesus up in just a minute, all right? Just, you gotta stay down the ship. Can I tell you, he's not surprised by COVID-19. When he looks off of his throne, he's not surprised that you're in a church service spread out over three services with masks on. Maybe he's gonna allow it because he realized the crowd he's gonna send is bigger than the service can contain. Amen. I'm preaching to you in this building right now that God's gonna make a way don't you be discouraged because the numbers are less full. No, we just added another service so we can expand and grow in this building because Zanesville's having the greatest revival that it's ever had before. Don't be distracted by the storm. Don't be distracted by the storm. Call on the name of him. Jesus, Jesus comes. He's not fretting over the storm. He just walks up with Simon Peter. Come on, Brother Simon. And he walks out on the bow of the ship and he said, Peace, be still. And when he said, peace be still, the wind and the rain, everything stopped at the commandment of his word. And a fretting Simon Peter and his disciples with him said, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? You have to understand, he's not just another history character. He's not just another religious thing that we follow because it's in our human DNA to have some type of form of religion. No, 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 no. I come to tell you, he has a name and he is a God. And he's not just a God or one of the many gods. He is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. You could go to Muhammad's grave and you'll find him there. When I was in college, I had Hindu friends. They had 32 million gods among that they would worship. One main one was an elephant-eared god that they would have an idol sitting in their home. I asked one of them. I said, have you ever felt God? He said, no. I said, have you ever heard God's voice? He said, no. I said, has God ever done a miracle that you could see? He said, no. I said, well, let me tell you about mine. Amen. I've heard him. I felt him. And I've seen him answer my prayers. Come on, if he's ever done anything for you, jump up on your feet and say, he's worthy of all my praise. Come on. If you don't feel like praising him, don't. But if God's ever been good for you, you ought to jump on your feet, clap your hands and shout, he's been good to me. He's been good good to me somebody shout he's been good to me you can't separate his word from him brother Zion no matter where you at in life no matter where God takes you to you remember this locations change they told me when I was in college that the average student changes their major in college six times they also told me when I was in college that the average student Average person changes their career 14 times in a lifetime. That's a lot of change. You know what I've noticed? I've pastored some of you for a long time, and you don't look like the same you did when I first started, when I first moved to Zanesville. 
Because change, sit over there in my seat, Brother Zion. Who knows, he might be preaching to us one day. He got a call of God upon his life. You know what I've learned? People change. Appearances change. Locations change. Job changes. Family you thought you would have forever and a spouse passes away and a child passes away. A husband dies. A grandparent leaves unexpected. And Oh God, life is full of changes. I never thought I'd leave West Virginia, but here I am. Thank you. Life is full of changes. Life lasts long enough, that dark hair of yours is going to turn gray. It's going to turn out. Amen. Let go. Glory. Change is inevitable. Economy is going to change. Presidents are going to change. Governors are going to change. Politics is going to change. Culture is going to change. Fads going to change. I hope bell bottoms don't come back in. Can I get a witness? Amen. Change is going to happen. But let me tell you the benefit of God, what never changes, he never changes. Some 2,000 years ago, they didn't accept him, Brother Melik. As a matter of fact, they crucified him. They said, we don't want him. He says he's the son of God. He's nothing more than a blasphemer. And they drove nails in his hands and his feet, a crown of thorns on his head, and they killed him. He became the stone that was disallowed. He became the cornerstone that was rejected. But when they killed him and they put him in the tomb, I want you to know the foundation stone was laid. Amen. And that stone has been unchangeable. It's been immovable. I'm talking about this foundation. The Bible says about the foundation of our faith that we are built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being our chief, somebody shout chief, cornerstone. So I just hear me from the, the, the times of Christ until now. Different cultures, many different apostasies and false doctrines have done everything they can to change the gospel. But it's still here. Hitler tried to destroy it, but he couldn't stop it. Mussolini tried to get rid of the Bible, but it's just done nothing more than multiply. The first sound on the radio wave was of the word of God. And what I'm telling you right now, his word liveth and it abideth forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but he said my words shall never pass away. I come to tell you what we have is sure and it's steadfast. It's been tried and it's still alive. Anybody glad that you got a faith in an unchanging God? Malachi 3.6 He said I am the Lord. I change not. That's what he said. He goes on and he says in another book, Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, Jesus Christ. The same. Yesterday. Today. And forever. They started questioning him about his legitimacy of who he was. And he looked at them and they started talking about Abraham's seed. And they started comparing him to Abraham and the Jews. And Jesus responded and he said, before Abraham was... He said, Brother Schultz, I am. While he's standing here with his sandals on and his robe of that day, he said, before, before Abraham was, I am. What did he mean? You have to understand who he is. He wasn't just the son of God. He wasn't just the only begotten of the father. He wasn't only Mary's baby. You have to understand that yes, he, he, he was Mary's child, but he was also the ancient of days. The Bible calls him the rock of ages. Somebody shout glory. Can I preach to you today about who he is? Why did he say I am before Abraham was I am? I'm gonna tell you why. Because when Moses back in the day said, but God, who am I going to say that has sent me? He told Moses, he said, you tell them that the I am that I am 
has sent you. Everybody say, God is the I am. Glory. Not the I was. And not just the I will be. God's not a has been. What I'm saying is, this earth in its existence, the Bible talks about in its creation over 6,000 years old. Not sure exactly the time on that. But God hasn't weakened one day. He hasn't been tired one day. Come on, you're going to get tired and feeble if you live long enough, but not him. He's not tired. He can't work too much. He has no limitations. Do you believe that? Come on, I said, do you believe that? Do you believe God has no limitations? What I'm going to preach to you today is that when he said before Abraham was, I am, what he was saying is, I am the same one that spoke to Moses. I'm the same one that said to him, amen. You tell him that the I am that I am has sent you. The El, the El Shaddai, the Elohim, whatever, the titles of God, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sitkenu, all of those are wrapped up in one name. Zechariah says, in that day there should be one Lord and his name shall be one. That's why the name Jesus means Jehovah has become my salvation. That's why Revelation 1 and 8, it says, Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega. Jesus said, I am the beginning and I am the ending. Come on, I wish I had some oneness people preaching with me right now. I'm the beginning and I'm the ending, said the Lord. Are you ready? Which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. What he was saying was, I've always been God. I'll always be God. I'll always be there. They can't change me. They can vote me out of school, but I can be there if I want to be there. Come on, they can try to make us stop going to church, but I can be at the house. Of, come on, you can't. He's unchangeable. He's not controlled by man. And he is as close as the mere mention of his name. Be seated. Hebrews 11 and 6. The Bible says without faith. Somebody shout without faith. It is impossible to please him. For we must believe that he is. Somebody shout he is. You know what is means? It's a present tense verb. It's right now. He is. Somebody shout, he is. That means we must believe that he is, not just he was 2,000 years ago, not just what he was in the 1970s, what he was when I was a boy. We've got to believe that he is right now what he's always been. Quit talking about what he used to do and start waiting on some miracles to happen right now. I'm telling you, let me just go ahead and preach about it for a minute. As the anchor church isn't a has-been, it's going to continue because our faith is not built upon man. It's not built upon politics. It's not built upon personality. It's built upon God's word. And because it's built on God's word, COVID-19 can't shut it down. A sickness pandemic can't remove it. Come on, come on. I'm telling you what I feel. We shall continue. It's going to be the greatest hour of the harvest. Somebody shout, we continue. We must believe, be seated. We must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Somebody shout, he is. Are you ready? That's why he is our ever-present help in the time of trouble. So it doesn't matter where you're at. He is. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He is. It doesn't matter who changes. He is. It doesn't matter what happens in politics because he is. What I'm preaching to you is he never changes. Parents will change. People will change. I've met some people, you can deal with them one day one way and another day they're completely somebody else. But I'm gonna tell you what he was when, you, when he found you will be the same tomorrow and the next day and the next day from everlasting to everlasting. All right, here it goes. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where you're at and what you've been. You might change, but he's not changing. He's a rock in a sure place. And this church is built upon the rock. The devil would love to shut it down. That's why I don't believe in curses. People trying to curse me. Somebody told me there was somebody here a while back trying to cast a spell on me. I didn't even notice them. Somebody saw him. Has some pentagram 
trying to cast spells on And you know how mad the devil was. I didn't even know. I didn't even notice they're in the building. Can't curse what God's blessing. Can't curse what God's blessing. Come on, I'm washed in his blood and filled with his spirit. <laughs> Amen. You want to get blessed? Bless me, but you can't curse me. It's going to come back on you. I come to tell every witch, every devil, every demon, you can't stop what God's put in motion. We continue. We're going to ride this storm. We're going to come out. Amen. With greatness. Somebody shout, we are the church. Do you know who he is? He's a never-changing God. Life's going to change, circumstance, your health might even change, but he never changes. You can stray from him, then come back and he remains the same. And that's why the prodigal, when he was in a pig pen, had walked away from his father. He walked away from his father and here he is in a pig pen. No man gave him to him. Everybody that made him promises didn't keep them. They left him alone, made him a servant in the pig pen. Lowest job of a Jew. But he can't even eat pigs. Can't eat pork. Now he's slopping hogs, slopping, slopping food for the hogs, and he's about to eat what they eat. It's amazing how far sin will take you. The Bible says he came to himself. What am I, what am I doing with that Budweiser in my hand? What am I doing with those pills in my pocket? What am I doing with that nicotine in my purse? A little secretly discovered container that has pills in there that make me feel different so I don't have to face reality. Well, some of you in the building got stuff hid in your purse right now while I'm preaching. And it's nothing, nothing to you more than a God that has replaced Jesus in your world. And you've changed and you're miserable and you're you're hateful, you're empty, you're suffering. And right now where you are, you're thinking to yourself, I don't even know if I want to be here. And the devil's so deceived into thinking there's somebody, something else out there, and some man that's not going to do anything but leave you in the hog pen, slopping hogs in the world. You're going to feel like trash and dirt and leave you all by yourself. Come on, I feel the spirit of the prophet upon me right now playing games and thinking there's something better than Jesus. How insulting to God and think there's something better than him. But all we like sheep have gone astray. Every man drawn away by his own lust. The devil just stepping far enough to lure you away from everything that you know deep down is right. You know there's nothing ever compared to a move of God when you stood up here with your hands raised weeping and crying. Nothing's ever made you feel so well. Nothing ever made you feel so complete. Hot tears running down your face, a move of God. But the devil would love to do anything he can. Listen to this preacher as I stand between you and you and the enemy. He wants nothing more than to drag you down in the muck and mire of sin. But I hear the call of God. He said, he brought me up out of the miry clay. He brought me up out of the horrible pit. He set my feet upon a rock and he established my goings. You need to understand you might change, but he remains the same. You might change, but he remains the same. And the prodigal said it this way with his eye. He said it this way. He said, what am I doing? I don't belong here. People left me. Every person I've been with has walked away from me. Nobody gives to me anymore. I'm all by myself. But when he came to himself, you see, you do things to think about somebody else, what other people are thinking. But when you come to yourself, you start thinking about you instead of thinking about what everybody else is thinking about you. See, the problem that some of you are in right now, and I'm feeling what I feel, I could almost handpick you out right now. I'm going to tell you what I feel in this room, is that you're so concerned with what everybody else thinks that you would follow them down to the road of destruction to please people that have no care for you, don't care anything about you. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost right now. Proverbs chapter 7. Wow, just turn right to it. My son, Proverbs 7 and 1. Read it. I want everybody paying attention. Everybody turn your phones off in the building. I don't want anybody on your phone right now. 
I'm preaching the word of God and the devil doing everything he can to distract you from hearing the word of the Lord. Everybody in the building that has a phone on, turn it off. If I'm preaching you're on your phone, we're wasting both of our times. You say, you sound grouchy. I'm not grouchy. This is eternity I'm preaching about. Preaching to people with their head down. Turn the phones off. You don't need to come to church and be on Facebook and checking the news and doing that. You need to listen to the word of God. Proverbs 7 and 1, my son. He said, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live. And my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister. And call understanding thy kinswoman. That they may keep thee from the strange woman. A woman called sin. From the stranger with flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I look through my casement. Oh, watch it. Watch what the father says. And behold, among the simple ones, I discern among the youths, everybody shout young people, a young man void of understanding, had no clue what's going on, Brother Tyler. I looked and there's a young man that, that, that's unwise, just ignorant in age, that really doesn't know what's happening. He said, passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house. He left the father's house to follow a stranger that flattereth with her words. I'll show you a good time. You see, the enemy is never far away. Like a serpent laying near. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle, subtle, of heart, just here a little and there a little. Subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. And it goes on to say, verse 21, with her much speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. How? He started listening to the wrong voice. It matters who you follow on Instagram. It matters who you follow on Facebook. It matters what movies you watch and what music you listen to and what friends you allow to speak in your life. Her voice calls him to compromise. Everybody listen to this preacher, I stand before you. I stand between you and judgment today. I'm telling you, I stand between somebody and their life. While I stand here, I can see the wolf and I can see the lion that's coming to devour the lamb. Me just remain calm while the devil snatched their attention from the Lord. To rather have sin than foundation. To rather have sin than the love of a father. Bear, listen to this preacher. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. It's no longer a choice. Now you're forced. Forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of stocks. Honey, more than one time have I got down on my knees and begged somebody not to walk away from God. I looked at people and said, don't please. Because I can see where it's headed. Don't. You don't want to go there. That's not, that's not the guy for you. That's not the person for you. Don't. You're going to regret it. The young man void of understanding just, just feels good. They make me feel good. They validate me. They make me feel pretty. She makes me feel good looking. She makes me feel older than I am. I feel mature when I'm around her. I'm going to tell you right now, you better be careful. She starts making you think you're something that you're not indestructible not capable of failure not capable I'm going to tell you right now he goes on some elder help me pray right now come on some saint help me pray I stand between you and judgment don't walk out on this preacher oh God the lamb 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation is no game. It's not a toy. It's not something you play with. You don't walk on his blood. You don't just treat him the way any. He's Christ. He's God. He's God. I know it's senior section. I'll keep my distance. God have mercy. We treat salvation if it's just, just an optional walk all over Christ. You know, there's a verse that scares me. It's Hebrews 6 that says, When they walk away, there remaineth no more repentance for them because there remaineth no more sacrifice for them. It's a scary thing to think that you could, the Bible says, talk about willful sin. Willful sin. There remaineth no more sacrifice. That you know what you're doing, but you do it anyhow. You know what's wrong, but you do it anyhow. I'm not talking about just slipping away, but making, making reasonable choices that you know are not right with God. And it's be, be careful because you'll be, end up deceived like this young man. Well, she's paid her vows. She's, she's got some level of Christianity about her. And, you know, I, I mean, I mean she, she's pretty. I've had people to tell me, I've had people make statements to me like, well, you know, they, but if I break up with them, they'll stop coming to church. I'm like, just listen to what you said. They're coming for you and to get you. So when you get connected, they're going to take you out. If you have to date somebody, if you have to remain dating somebody for them to come to church, you're dating the wrong person. You know the dumbest thing that Moses ever said, Lord, if you blot their name out, blot my name out too. I'm going to tell you, no one's worth going to hell over. No one. I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I feel the edge of judgment. You say you're trying to scare me. I'm not. I'm obeying the Holy Ghost. I know what I feel. Before you think one more time about reaching for that bottle, that that 40-ounce bottle of alcohol, that that whatever it is that you're reaching for, you better think because it might take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. I'm preaching what I feel in the Holy Ghost. We don't have time to play games with the devil. We don't have time to play with the tempter. Come on, everybody, jump your feet and help me preach for a minute. We don't have time. We don't have time. Somebody shout, we don't have time. It's all cool and games and fun until you turn around and your parents aren't here. Until you turn around and Pastor Bounds isn't here. You would want everything you have for me to get up and give you one more altar call if you miss the rapture. You'll be like the rich man. God, just send Lazarus to me one more time, but I'll be gone. That prayer word is going to be gone. I'm telling you, that intercessor, Dave Brown, will be gone. We're not staying here. We're not, but your youth pastor is going to be out of here. It's not something to play games with. I stand between you and a car accident right now that's going to take you out, and you will spend eternity in hell. You better make sure you're right with God. I stand here in the authority of God's word, of his divine word. Don't you dare walk out of here and go to some party. Don't you dare walk out of here and go to some place that's going to send you to hell. Remain standing. says how can you hear without a preacher I'm going to tell you what I feel I feel a mocking spirit to the ministry right now if I've upset you your spirit's wrong but I feel that same spirit that said that called out that prophet said old old bald head you don't listen to no preacher sit around the table and talk bad about me I'm going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost well you know he I'm going to tell you, you better be careful. Because that's not the level of the education of the preacher that validates him. It says, walk with God. Now you listen to me. I come to you under the unction of the Holy Ghost. I had no plan to go where I am right now. 
The church is going to succeed with you or without you. But you're going to make your mind up whether you're going to be with the church or you're going to go with that harlot woman, a stranger, who's flattereth with her words that can speak right through a guy. Use the devil uses people like God uses people. And all he needs is somebody carnal that doesn't believe to walk in your world because he's trying to stand between you and your calling, you and your anointing, and you and your, and your success. He wants to take you out and strip you of everything. The Bible goes on, remain standing, and it says this. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield, and with a flatter in her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter, as a fool to the correction stops. Till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to the snare, he knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore. It's the father speaking from the perspective with other children listening in the room and talking about a young man that left his house. It's the back, it's the back story of the prodigal son story, as Proverbs said. And he's telling the kids in the house, O ye children, attend unto the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray into her paths, for she hath cast down many wounded. Many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell. It's not just to drink alcohol. It's the way to hell. It's not just to party. It's the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. I preached to you in the midst of this message that I did not. God has halted me from finishing the message. We'll continue as I preach. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm standing between somebody and judgment. And it's the mercy of God that the Lord has allowed the voice of a prophet to speak to your pastor to stand between you and eternity to give you an opportunity to repent. Don't you dare go the way you're thinking about going away from God. All around me sinking sand. Christ, come to the music. Christ, the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend. For they offer you those pills and dope and crack cocaine and immorality. You better think, where is it taking me? I'm going to tell you where it'll take you. It'll take you so far away from God, you can't even recognize who you are. No peace, no joy, no happiness. I look at Brother Dale Harden, who loves God and the peace of the Lord's up on his life. Man, you're blessed, Brother Dale. Hand of God's on your life. But he told me, he said, in the years when I, he said, I was miserable before I come back to God. Am I telling the truth, Brother Dale? He said, I was miserable. I'm telling you, there's no peace out there. He's the Prince of Peace. Lift your hands all over the building. Oh, God. Come on over the building, call in the name of the Lord. you walk away from him he has to pull his hands back you don't want to be on your own you don't want to be in the hands of the enemy the Lord's calling you to repentance if you ignore what I preach to you today you'll be reminded over and over again in eternity wish I'd have never mocked my pastor that day I wish I'd have repented because he was right the theme of this year going in was reach and that's what I'm doing I realize majority of you I'm not preaching to I'm probably preaching for but I'm preaching to some people in this, in this room right now that you have no clue what you're going to do when you walk away from God you're not protected you have no foundation it's sinking sand every storm's going to wash you to and fro like the waves of the ocean you're going to go wherever it goes become whatever I want you to be and everything you said you would never become that's exactly what you'll become 
The Lord's calling for repentance. I don't want anybody looking around. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. God is stirring. God is moving. become a slave to sin no control over what you do it's going to control you but he said but I've come to set you free I end on this Brother Cody, Brother Zion remember what I tell you is when he came to himself he said I go to my father you know why he said I go to my father because the father never changed God wherever you go he remains the same he said I got to get home I got to go to my father my father's never changed what we have in him is this confidence. I'm going back to him. You've strayed away, but God's not done with you. But I have spoken warning because of where it's going to lead to. It's going to lead to destruction and misery. Bear trust me because God is speaking. Every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. You need to repent of your sins. You know what to do. Some of you that don't, just ask God to forgive you. Lord, I'm sorry for being distracted. I'm sorry for hanging with the wrong people. I'm sorry for going the wrong direction. I don't want to die lost. Wake up in hell and be lost for eternity. I need to wake up. Wake up! I wish I could wake you up. I can't. I'm trying. Wake up! Wake up! Children, listen to me. Wake up. Hallelujah. I want everybody in the room, I want you to kneel down and pray. If you can, if you're elderly, you have a handicap of some sort, you can't get on your knees, I understand, but I want everybody in the room on their face seeking God. There's a warning from the Lord. I haven't done this very many times in my ministry, but God is bringing warning. Humble yourself before God and get on your knees if, very, if, if health would permit it and say, Lord, I don't want to be lost. Above all else, I must be saved. Oh, Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.